Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming up on episode 278 of Wheel Bearings, we've got two electric Mercedes SUVs, the EQB and the EQS, the Mazda CX-5 Carbon Edition, a new uh, Zugato-built Alfa Romeo Giulia short wheelbase coupe, an updated AC Cobra GT Roadster, the Hyundai, the 2024 Hyundai Kona, and our favorite cars of 2022. All that and more coming up next. This is episode 278 of Wheel Bearings. I am Sam Abul Salmon from Guidehouse Insights. And I am Nicole Wakelin from Fast Women Podcast. And I am Roberto Baldwin from, oh man, where am I from this week? Let's just, let's just say Ars Technica. Okay. That works. That works, yeah. yeah. There we go. I'm working on something for them. I'm working on something for everyone right now. <laughs> the I end of the year. I can't think of a single outlet that I write for. Literally, I had a brain cramp. I'm like, all I can think of is fast. Okay, that's right. Because I don't know what I do anymore. So. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I work for 50 outlets. I'm in 70 bands. <laughs> I got 16 animals. That's my life. <laughs> well, we, we're, we're, we're recording this a little early this week because, uh, I, although I don't know when you'll actually hear it, uh, probably in the next couple of days, but since our usual Sunday morning recording time is Christmas morning uh, for those that celebrate, uh, we're, gonna, we're doing this on Friday morning. Uh, so who wants to go first? Uh, are, are you ready, Nicole? I can I can go first because I know Robbie's still waking up, so I'll let you wake up a little bit more. Robbie. I am I, I overslept. <laughs> he did. Um, we I didn't set my alarm, so I look like a child who's been woken up five minutes before being sent to school. Which is why I'm giving him a few more minutes to nap in the car before I kick him out. Okay, so, uh, so I have. Did you at least bring some breakfast along? You know, bring a breakfast burrito. I did. Or I brought him one. I got him one. Of the, I handed him one of the you know the Cheerio bowl that you could just oh, do dry perfect. on your way to the school, right? Yeah. Um, not that I ever did that to my kids. Okay. Here, um, just shove this in your mouth, kid. Yeah, just eat this. You got 30 seconds before we're in that carpool line. So I have the 2022 Mercedes-Benz EQB 354 Matic SUV. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's very snazzy. And I have this for two weeks because we get a two-week loan up in the Northeast because they kind of take a little break at Christmas. So I have this for the uh-huh. next two weeks. I'm living the EV life. Oh. Um, so the very first day I had it, so I took it down to Boston because I was going out to dinner with a friend. And here's the kind of fun thing. So it was fully charged It was when I got it. It's supposed to be, the range listed by, by the EPA is 227 miles. It was really cold. It was like, I don't know, like 18 degrees or something outside. So it was showing it was fully charged, 
but that was going to give me a maximum of 202 miles of range. It was like something like one, like 95 to 202. Cause it gives you a little, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so 202. So, so I knew it's it like, knew. Hey, it is hey, like, it is chilly. Cold. Yeah, yeah. It is cold chilly. out there. Do not expect peak performance. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, that's, that's like just 20... me really. <laughs> no, that's all of us. Right. <laughs> so it loses. So that was like 25 miles less than what the number that's listed here. So that's so like that's a about 10%. 10%. About 10%, right? So 10% rock and range. Um, did fine, you know, and I have to admit, so on the way back, like I drove into the city, I was driving around a bit, I dropped my friend off, I come back, and I only had about 47, 48 miles of range when I pulled back into the driveway and I was getting antsy. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's only 40 miles of range. Ah, it was like, I get, I get range anxiety, like nobody's business. It's not even, I think, that far all the way to Boston. I'm still like, oh God, oh God, oh God, I'm getting low on range. So, um, and then I'm like, I'll have to be out here in this 18 degree weather, freezing my butt off trying to charge my vehicle. So um, I did get home in one piece and plugged in, so it was all good. Um, but now like I've had it at home and I'm just running random little Christmassy errands around town. And truly I have not had to plug it in since that first day. So I got it on Monday and it's, I charged it on, I fully charged it after that adventure and I, I have not needed to plug it in. I just, cause I'm just doing like five or 10 miles here, five or 10 miles there, five or 10 miles here. So it's. Just regular life stuff. Just yeah, regular that, life that's stuff. That's the stuff that most people yeah. do on a daily basis. And I have not had to plug it in, like at home. I've, I've so, not even remotely. So uh, I'm, I'm curious on that that first day, you know, driving to Boston from your home. Roughly, yeah. how far was that total trip? Because you know, uh, you said you started off at about 200 okay, or something miles uh, of range. Let's see. I should. Get, I knew it, and then I forgot. Uh, let's see. It is. Come on, Google. Give me a number. It is 46.7 miles. Yeah, it's like 46 miles away, it says. So it's about, so 46 and 46 would so be a little over 100 miles round trip. And then we were driving around and I had to drop off a friend. So I added a little bit just driving around the city and also a little so bit. So let's, let's say 110, off. 115 miles. Yeah, about and, 115 and, miles. And it showed you about 200 roughly to start it was, with? It was like 202 was okay. what it showed me when I so, got in the car. So, uh, yeah, and you had 47 left. So... Um, you know, to, your, so your total probably right. would have been, you know, around 150, which, yeah. you know, in most cases, you know, in cold, you know, really cold weather, you're looking at about, you know, 30% drop in range for, yeah. for the most part. Uh, so yeah, that, that sounds about right. It tracks, right? Yeah. So it was about right. Um, and now it'll be perfectly fine because it's, it's pouring rain and 55 degrees and windy. <laughs> um, my biggest fear was that like a tree or something was going to fall in the car last night. I was like, Oh God, it's so windy. Um, yeah, so it's fun driving around. I mean, it's a Mercedes, so it has all the Mercedes kind of look and feel to it, the quality, the the style, uh, the lights, everybody who sat down in this car. The ambient lighting in this car is a little crazy. Like, the vents are one color, and the lights along the dashboard are set to be another color, and whoever was in it before has it changing colors so it's not staying blue or staying oh. and i get it i'm like what is happening it's a disco okay <laughs> it's a, little, it's a yeah. rave it's a it's, car rave it's a rave inside the eqb as i'm driving back and forth uh but super comfy um it's weird and i was mentioning i was talking to sam about this before the show so it has heated seats which are an option that are uh heated front seats are a thousand bucks for these Ooh. heated front seats one thousand 
$50 to be precise, according to my handy dandy Monroney. Um, it does not have a heated steering wheel. And, but then I, I'm like, well, that's weird. I feel like if you had heated seats, why would you not have a heated steering wheel? But then there's also, we've decided there might, must be a couple of chips they, or something that they could not get for this particular EQB because in my list of options, there's two, I was glancing down and there's two negative numbers. I'm like, wait, they're giving me things and taking money off the price? No, there are things that are missing that I can't quite tell what they are. And we tried to Google the codes. We couldn't figure it out. But there was a $100 <laughs> credit for one set of codes and a $700 credit for another set of codes. So we're, all, we're both kind of wondering, like, I wonder if one of those things is whatever makes my heated steering wheel heated or whatever. Because so clearly it's missing $800 worth of standard equipment that Mercedes would have credited you back if you had purchased this exact one, um, presumably because they couldn't get whatever they needed to, to make those standard features standard. Does, uh, does your car have the LED logo projectors from the mirrors? The puddle light? No, it does not. I don't think it so, does. I was so trying to maybe remember. Maybe that's another item that's... Uh, that could be too. Because yeah. that should be standard, it looks like. On, I don't uh, think it had the... I don't remember seeing puddle lights when I walked up. I feel like my my person I was driving with would have commented too, and she did not because she always thinks puddle lights are the fanciest thing ever, and she didn't notice them either. So. <laughs> Mickey would have been like, look at the fancy lights. She'd have said something, and she didn't. <laughs> oh, it looks like the, the heated steering wheel is a $250 option. Is it? So that yeah. wasn't it. So somebody, who would equip this with the heated seats and not the heated steering wheel? Well, the, do that. Nobody. Nobody would do that, Sam. That's stupid. I, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> I'll tell you about my Mercedes in a second. Uh-oh. Do, do, does, the, does the EQB that you have have the, uh, the third row seats? I don't think so. I, no, it doesn't have a third row. Because I mean the EQB is not not a huge vehicle. You no, know. it's it's like it's the, it's, it's the smallest it's small, the Mercedes so, has. Now. Yeah, it's a small small crossovery SUV. I mean, it says SUV, but, but it's it's small SUV. It's not huge. I mean, when my husband sits in the front seat at six three, and he pushes the seat back to have enough knee rooms, leg room, so his knees aren't bashed against the dashboard. There's not a lot of room left for whoever's sitting in the second row. Like my daughter can sit back there. But she's, it's not roomy. Like, I think six foot behind six foot would probably find that uncomfortable. But you can pay 1250 bucks to get, get more seats in the, in the back in the cargo you could area. Get, I, which I can't even imagine another set of seats in that. I didn't even know a third row was an option in this, Sam. Yeah. That would be squished. Do you, do you, do you have the, uh, the Formatic, the, the all-wheel drive? or the, Yes, the rear, I do okay. have the all-wheel drive. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's been fun to drive. I mean, I enjoy driving it. It's, you know, the, the instant torque that you get from an EV and how quiet it is. And uh, it's, it's nice to drive and, and it's, it handles well. In fact, we really truly are having terribly windy weather. Like there's all sorts of wind warnings. It's gusting at like 65 miles an hour. And as I was saying, I don't care and went out to breakfast anyway this morning. As I'm driving down the highway, I could just barely feel that wind sort of wanting to grab the car, which it will do at 65, you know, mile an hour winds. But it was still very controlled. Like it handled really well. I thought that was a pretty good test. And it was still impressively quiet. It was rain truly coming down sideways. It was miserable weather. And it still didn't, it kept all that outside. So it gives you that, that Mercedes-Benz ride quality, you know, that mm-hmm. you expect to be quiet. You expect to be luxury. It totally delivered that even during atrocious weather. 
That's cool. Uh, I assume it sounds like you haven't had a chance to try any DC fast charging with it. No, I haven't. I only charged it sitting here in my driveway with my little little level two home charger. That's it. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and and what was the total tab on this one? Oh, the total tab on uh, ye oldie Mercedes is, um, oh my gosh. Fifty nine thousand. The I have this really poorly printed Monroney, and the crease it was folded in half is directly through all of the numbers. <laughs> um, it's fifty nine thousand three hundred and fifty dollars total. Oh wait, and I read it wrong. The heated seats are only five hundred bucks, so I take it back on oh. the heated seats. You can guess what the other number was. Now you can't guess destination because that was it. Destination was ten fifty. So um, the heated seats are five hundred bucks. Okay. All right. So well. Robbie, I believe you also have a Mercedes electric SUV in your driveway. I well, I did. It's gone okay. now. Okay, they've taken it. They've taken it away. Um, I had the uh, the EQS SUV, so it's just an SUV party over here. A Mercedes, oh, Mercedes Benz. SUVs, Woo-hoo! and um, for you know, it's you know the the EQS SUVs. Uh, essentially, to me, it's 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 better than the sedan. And mostly because of that rear seat. The sedan, the rear seat, there's not a lot of headroom for tall people just because of the design of the vehicle. You know, Mercedes is really going for that super slick um, drag coefficient. So it doesn't have that S-class level rear seat. The EQS SUV, on the other hand, does have a nice uh, rear seat. So just because of that, it's the better it's the better, um, the better luxury uh, EQS. Because a lot of these S-Class and S-Class EVs, I mean, a lot of people want to sit in the back of them and be fancy and, and feel They want to be fancy. driven. They want to be driven around, yeah. yeah. So you get in the back of the EQS SUV and, you know, you can adjust the seats and you have a, a screen and then you have a little tablet and you have, you have all the things that you're expecting. Um, my biggest issue was that they outfitted it with white carpet in wintertime. Oh, God. I mean, I mean, so white, the, white carpet's probably not a great idea anytime. Anytime, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oof. so the carpet was just a mess by the time I came back. Because <laughs> we, you know, I was driving it around. I wasn't really driving around in mud, but uh, you know, people getting out of the car. It was raining all week, um, and then we did the video shoot, and it hadn't rained, but this, the then the ground's still damp, and so the the inside of the, the the QS SUV was just sort of a mess. And I felt really bad when the when the um, the fleet. Company guy came. I'm like, I don't know why they all. He's like, I don't know, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm sure they've had to they've had to clean that carpet a few times already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They probably so, knew what they were in for. Yeah. So, but you know, outside of that, um, no, it's it's a, a a good car. Really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I drove it around for about a week, and hold on, I'm trying to find my so many scripts. So many words. Sorry, I have a thousand, again, a thousand things going on. Um, I had the rear-wheel drive 450 plus, so it's sort of the long-range version of the vehicle. Um, it has a, a, a range of, uh, EPA range of 305 miles, which is, you know, which is nice. Um, if you get, yeah, if you get the 450 formatic uh, or the 580 formatic, that drops down to 85 miles. So it's only a 20-mile drop if you throw in. Uh, the extra two uh, wheels spinning around, um, and it's only a few thousand bucks to. Uh, it's only three thousand dollars more if you get the 450 formatic. So, if you drive snow or whatever, 
literally whenever I, I think people should get four masks because so you don't have to put chains on. That's the <laughs> <laughs> put better Although, tires on. But dep- really, depending on chains. yeah, I mean, depending on what tires you have on it, you may want the chains anyway. Yeah, if, but, you, if you do winter tires, and you know, you're going to go up to Tahoe or you know Mammoth or somewhere in the winter time, you know, then uh, then you're fine. But if you, otherwise, you know, you'll you'll definitely want uh, chains. I've Uh-oh. never had to drive a car that had chains on it ever. I've never done it. Not, neither have I. Um, oh, um, the reason I, I, I whenever I'm, I'm driving in a vehicle and I want all-wheel drive when it comes to snow is in California, if you're driving up to the mountains and it's a two-wheel drive vehicle, it, they, don't, they, they, they just make you put chains on it. Mm-hmm. But if it's all-wheel drive, they're like, yeah, just go, just go, just go. <laughs> so for <laughs> snowboarding, high performance skiing, summer tires on it. Yeah, yeah, they don't know. Um, because I've seen a car with all-wheel drive with high-performance summer tires on it get stuck on a little teeny tiny incline. They were parked right next to me. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the person did – A, the person did not know how to drive in the snow or ice. B, um, they were sliding there. They had. They also had a I, – I don't know why they decided to park their WRX next to my WRX because I guess it was cool. And then their car uh, proceeded to slide into my car. So me and my cousin were stopping no. it from doing that. And, it, and the guy was getting super frustrated, and I said, uh, do you want me to pull it out for you? <laughs> did you, did you drive it out for him? No, no. He's like, oh, no, no. I'm like, you just got to be – because you know, it's, it's a manual transmission. I'm like, you just got to be gentle because he was just like, oh. I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? Just take a deep breath. Slow it <laughs> so we got in front of it, and we pushed sideways. it. So he like pulled out gently and then drove away. I'm like, that guy's going to have a bad time driving home. Um, yeah. So yeah, so anyway, it's like three thousand bucks more if you if you get the EQS. If you have the four fifty plus to get the four fifty formatic, you might as well just. I mean, you've already spent a big pile of cash on it anyway. Um, <laughs> Spend another small pile, and you'll have a better. Yeah, one. <laughs> you already spent a big pile of cash. Um, so it's like one hundred. Uh, the vehicle is one hundred four thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah. So just the starting. So yeah, three thousand bucks more is like yeah. Yeah. Nothing. It's nothing anything to you. Over, anything over a hundred grand. Yeah. I just started throwing it. If you want the five eighty plus, the or the five eighty formatic, it's it's over twenty thousand dollars more for the extra power. And I'm just like, yeah. You really? Need? <laughs> a, that's my my whole thing with the S class um, and anything S class adjacent. Is it? Do you really need to be going that? It's not really. It's that's not you know, that's not its deal. You know, it's 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 deal is to just drive around and be very comfortable and be very luxurious, and yeah, sure you can get the five. And I've driven the five eighty, and it's really fun. You're like, oh, it goes fast. But um, I think I think the thing is, you know, if you have that kind of money and you want to own that kind of vehicle, you want the most of everything. I want all the things. You want all the things. I guess. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of extra money for. Some stuff that you're most most of the time you're not going to be using. The 450 plus 450 plus has 355 horsepower, 419 pound feet of torque. The uh, the 584 Matic has 536 horsepower, 633 pounds uh, pound feet of torque. So it is a big jump for all that money. Again, I've driven all three of these cars, and mm-hmm. oh, it's it's you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. It's it's, it's adequate. Fine. Oh, it's in fast any, in any trim. Yeah, it's an SUV. Ooh, it's fast. Who cares? Who cares? It's it's happy. It's, it's more. It's fine. But you know, you you do what you got to do. You know, you 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 spent your I don't know how you get your money. Maybe you're 
I don't know. Uh, you got your drug money. I don't know how you're how you're making all this money. I, it's, it's not a regular job, right? Are <laughs> <laughs> people rich? It's can't. It's not like just jobs, right? Um, anywho, so the, the vehicle has 305 miles of range. I did a range run. Uh, it was cold. It was 30 degrees that day, so it dropped it down to I got 280 uh, miles of range. So I lost 25 miles of range uh, during my run. Um, it was one of the colder days here in, uh, Northern California. It does get cold. We, I have a little kiddie pool in my backyard that the dogs like play in. It was frozen. Um, the top was frozen. I don't think people realize that it does get that cold up here in Northern California a few days a year. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, so it's, you know, 108.4 kilowatt hour, uh, battery pack. So it's a large pack, but they're still using 400 volts. They're still using the 400 volt architecture. Um, Mercedes has essentially said, yes, they're going to be moving to eight or 900 volts in the future. Um, that said, they are really pushing that 400 volt architecture to the limit. They have a 200, it'll charge at 200 kilowatts, um, at a compatible DC fast charger. Uh, Mercedes says it'll go from 10 to 80% in about 31 minutes. Um, when you put the car into, when you tell the car you're going to a charger, it will start, um, preconditioning the battery. Um, because of a uh, charging station, I was like, oh, I should go to the charging station this morning just to give it a go. And I had to do some shopping. Um, it was, I told, again, they're only like a few miles from my house. So I put the charging, I'm like, oh, I'll precondition the battery. And it's like, Hey, it's not going to be preconditioned. You're going three miles. <laughs> Five feet. Settle down. <laughs> yeah, it, t- it takes a while to precondition it. Yeah. Cause they're going to warm up the whole pack. It's, you know, uh-huh. um, so yeah, but, uh, in 31, would it, have, would it have helped at all? Like if you tried to precondition it, it's like, okay, it, like, if you've partly preconditioned, would that make it any better? Is it worth it? Yes. It, it, it'll help a little. I mean, a it, scooch. It, depen- it depends on what the, what the temperature is and, you know, how, how close you are, you know, to the optimal temperature. Um, I'm just know, curious. It, 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 yeah. It, it'll help a bit. It was, it was still, also it, still cold uh, yeah. outside. I think at that day it was 40. They had warmed up. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. And, and it had been sitting all night. So it was probably like 30 in the evening. Um, by the time I got into the car to drive it to the to the charger, it was about forty. Anywho, two hundred kilowatts. Uh, no, that's you know that's good. I, I, I wish it was an eight hundred volt system. I wish it was three hundred kilowatts. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah, overall, you know, it's a nice car. It's 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 got the Mercedes. It's got the hyper screen. Um, I will tell you, I've had multiple people in uh, Mercedes Benzes with the uh, that passenger screen, and no one cares. Literally, no one cares. Like, <laughs> no one wants to use it. No one. It's it's the the thing is, is that you're 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 battling the phone that's already in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh look, you can look on this. You can use here's some Bluetooth. They had Bluetooth ear um, headphones in the car, so you could use because there were screens in the back, so everyone could be listening or watching or doing something different and ignoring the driver who, if they're my age, probably listening to Nirvana or something. And they. Uh, I'm like, you can do that. And my wife's like, oh, okay. And my mother-in-law's like, okay. And other people are like, okay. Um, and then you would can. It, would it make a difference if you were like on a long road trip? I don't think so. I don't. I, I mean, maybe. You're like, oh, you can watch your movie on here instead of on your tiny phone. And I guess that might make a difference. You know, hey, you could you could watch something on this instead. Um, but the, the, I, I wonder if there's. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. And the back seats, I think, if you had kids, um, I think it would be more of a difference. Um, in the front seat, I think it makes less of a difference. 
Um, just because the front seat person is just used to being, you know, every once in a while they got to turn to you and like, make sure you're still awake while you're driving. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried, you know, the, the browser to this, to that, no one, no. I'm like, oh, you can, you can put in navigation, I guess. But the navigation is like two inches over to the left. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're like, oh, if they're in the back seat, like they- you got to reach all the way across the car to do it. Yeah. Although, in the back- although there, 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 you know, there is, um, you know, w- with regard to the navigation, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, the the touchscreen, you know, for entering navigation, you know, destination information, things like that, is disabled. Um, yeah. When when the vehicle's in motion, because um, you know they usually don't know if it's the driver or the passenger using it, so they just turn, oh, they yeah, just yeah. lock it out, um, and you have to use voice prompts, which can be problematic. So I tried to. Oh, sorry. I, I, what I can never get the voice prompts in a Mercedes to listen to me. They hate me. Like I, oh, no matter what, it I, always listens to me. I can tell like complex things, and it's oh, like, yeah, I got this. No, I, I asked it to. I was just messing with it, playing around with it, and I asked it to take me to my house, which is a really easy address, which I say all the time. And it's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm like, why? I'm like eight miles away. I feel like you can get me there. Couldn't understand oh. me. Uh, so there tried, you go. So maybe for that. I tried, well, like, anytime I try to give it, to, like, ask it to do something, where's the nearest? This, I, I have the worst time. I don't know what it is with the Mercedes Benz stuff. Or then it says, sure, I'll take you there. And I'm someplace where I know where I am, like, in my own town. And I know that it's 10 minutes away. And I'm like, how come this driver is taking me an hour and a half? It's 10 minutes down the road that way. Like, I just can't figure out. It doesn't like me. I, I have issues with it. I just am always finding it's not efficient. And then I tried it when I was Boston to get around. My friend and I were just messing with it. And even as she's saying, take me here, she's like, why is it taking it this way? This is four minutes down that road, and it's taking it like 25 minutes over there. So, yeah, I fight with the I mean, Mercedes navigation To, be, to be fair, the Mercedes, I don't know what you just said. I can't understand you over your thick accent. Oh, shush. <laughs> you be quiet. I hate you, Robbie. Uh, yesterday, my wife and I went out to lunch in the Hyundai Ionic 5, and when we were coming back, she wanted to stop off and get a coffee at this local coffee shop called Hyperion Coffee. And, you know, it's like I knew how to get there, but I wanted to try the, yeah. the voice voice recognition. And so, you know, using the, 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 the embedded, not not Android Auto, uh, I, tr- I said, you know, navigate to Hyperion Coffee and tried it multiple times. And my wife also tried it. Uh, and it kept pulling it would not pull up Hyperion coffee in in Ypsilanti where I live instead it kept try, it kept pulling up Hyperion towers in like North Carolina 650 miles away how does that happen that like you feel, I know that there's algorithms and there's Mathy math and engineers and they Matthew all are math. supposed to well, do this. And the funky bunch. And, like, <laughs> and Matthew math and the funky bunch are supposed to know that I am in, say, Michigan, not in South Carolina. Uh, I, it's like, let me bring you up someplace that is literally hundreds of miles away as I'm opposed uh, to a place that's it, five minutes away. Well, and and it turned out when when we uh, when I was stopped at a at a red light, you know, I tapped in you know Hyperion Coffee and pulled up the list. And on the on the list, it, it, when I scrolled down, it did show Hyperion Coffee, but it showed as Hyperion Coffee Company. And so then I backed up and I tried difference. it again, and I said, "Navigate to Hyperion Coffee Company," and it got it. Which See, is you know, this, so no. I feel like that's yeah. Hyperion Coffee Company's fault. Why would you call yourself that? <laughs> I put a word like company in there just to confuse well, car navigation systems. But, but I mean, you know, with, with with Android Auto, you know, with Google Assistant, you know, Google Maps or with Apple Maps, you know, 
it knows enough, you know, it knows it, they, they know the different aliases for names. And, you know, with Apple, I think with Android Auto, I can, or Google Maps, I can just say navigate to Hyperion and not even say coffee and it'll know where I want to go. Oh, uh, I wish, yeah, Google Maps. the only one around. Is, and I feel is, like it's probably the best, but even that, it's it's a lot of like I'll go, I'll want to go to the same place a lot of times, and sometimes it'll just give me the most ridiculous, insane thing. Yeah. I'm like, that's not where I want to go. <laughs> and then it, like I, everyone, there's a Del Taco along the route um, when I do my range run, and sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, it's the middle of the day, I haven't eaten yet, maybe I'll go to Del Taco and get like a soda and, and a burrito. And it will give me everything but Del Taco. Everything else with taco in it. <laughs> I'm just like, well, what not do you, the taco you want. <laughs> want to go to Taco Explosion in Sacramento? I'm like, no. No, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else on the EQS SUV? Oh, EQS SUV. Oh, it still has, you know, the EQS um, 10 degrees of uh, rear steering um, standard. And it is the best. And after when I drove the EQS sedan, um, I don't know, months ago, um, after having that thing around for a, a week, I was like, every big car should have rear wheel steering. And it's, you know, they have it on here. And there was, we went to a, a, a Mexican restaurant because, of course, we did. And the parking, the, the, where we were going to park, like right behind it, it was really a, a parking spot for like a mini. Uh Um, it was wide enough for the EQS and long enough, but right behind it was like a pole and another pole and then a light pole. And when we pulled into it, there was no one parked next to it because it was a a handicap spot. And we, we left, someone was in the handicap spot. And if it had been a regular SUV, I would, I'd probably still be there trying to like pull, (laughs) you know, a 70 point turn, trying to pull it out with the, with that 10 degrees of rear steering, it was just like, boop. Right you up. just turn it all away, and we got out, and I was just like, "Well, this is the best thing that's ever happened." Is, is <laughs> rear steering? Um, so yeah, EQS SUV. Uh, try to talk your passengers into using that uh, passenger screen. I don't know. It's I, I... <laughs> when, when, when I when I had uh, Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee, I think yeah, uh, with the uh, with the passenger side screen in there, I tried to get my wife to try it out. She played with it for a couple of minutes, and yeah, okay, fine, whatever. I don't need this. My husband yes, had it yeah. when kids both thought it was really cool. They were like, oh, there's a screen. I'm wondering. Did they like, yay, excitement. And then like a few minutes later, they're like on their phones. <laughs> no, my husband was like totally messing around with it like the whole drive. And then I was like, Stop. Yeah, but your husband's an engineer. He is. And, oh, and the, yeah, okay. One, we got it. Well, one child is studying to be an engineer and the other one is, is in creative writing. So even the creative writing one who's not like – an engineer <laughs> spent half her time fiddling around with a screen too. So I don't know. Right. They had, they like the little screen. I, I, I just wonder if, you know, if these passenger side screens are going to be like 3d TVs, you know, and there'll be a fad that, you know, for five, six, seven years, you know, you couldn't buy a TV that didn't have 3d in it. And then they just disappear. I kind of think you're right. I really, I mean, yeah. even when they're fun to play with, I think part of why they were playing with it was the novelty of it. Like yeah, I never had a screen sitting in the front seat at the passenger side. I don't know that it was like something that they would ever think or I would ever think, well, I'm only going to get this one because this car has that passenger screen. That other one, no passenger screen, I'm out. That would never happen. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Maybe they put games on it with like controllers and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they do for the rear seat displays for yeah. a lot of the rear seat infotainment you can do systems. Like, yeah, yeah, HDMI yeah. inputs and everything. So yeah. that would it make yeah it makes a ton of sense for the for the rear passenger screen. I'm still like uh, 
I know there's somebody out there, and it turns out it's Nicole's family. I know there's people out there who so I just I, I cannot get people. anyone to care. They're like, oh, cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know you can support Wheelbearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. All right. Um, well, I also had an SUV, sort of, uh, you know, but uh, I had the uh, 2023 Mazda CX-5 Carbon Edition, which mm. is you know, Mazda's um, compact crossover, uh, which I'm, I'm guessing in the next year or two, it will probably go away and, and be subsumed by the CX-50. Yeah, because um, yeah, they're, they're both pretty similar in size, although the CX-5, you know, it's got a different, different styling. The CX-50 is more sort of rugged styling uh, for, you know, for a similar size vehicle. Um, the CX-5, you know, is, is more the design language that Mazda has been doing for the last eight, nine, ten years. Uh, and I, I, I really like the CX-5. I've, I've always really liked it. I like driving it. And it's funny, you know, having had the, the RAV4 uh, adventure just a couple of weeks ago and, you know, then getting into this one, um, the difference is like night and day. The, the interior of the CX-5 feels so much more premium, uh, much more upscale. Um, the, the ride is much more refined. The engine sound much more refined. It's not as noisy as the engine in the Toyota was. Um, it, it actually has slightly less power than the Toyota did. Uh, I think it's about 187 horsepower, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, 187 and 186 foot-pounds of torque. Uh, and it's only a six-speed transmission, but it it feels strong. Uh, you know, it it never even with you can get the CX-5 with a turbocharged version of this 2.5 liter four-cylinder, um, and I love that turbo version. But even this one is more than adequate. I you know I like driving it. Um, the carbon edition uh, is only available in the the cyber metallic gray color uh, with black wheels and and black trim on the grill and and everything. Um, and you know, looks a little more stealthy, I guess. Um, you know, personally, <laughs> if, if I was buying a CX five, I would not go for the cyber metallic gray. I would get soul crystal red because soul that's the, crystal oh, red. That's the only color that Mazda should be built in. I 
yeah, I, I don't like even know why. If you buy a Mazda in any other color, you have made a terrible, terrible Something's error. happened. Yes. Like they ran out of red Unless paint. you're colorblind. You know, in which Maybe case you're colorblind. Is it red-green colorblind? You can't see? You can only see. Would you not be able to see the sure. red? Oh, I forget. I, I don't know. I forget. So I'm funny. sorry for colorblind people. I don't remember. It's the prettiest red that you're missing if yeah. you're missing. Please yell at me on Twitter and tell me the diff- <laughs> what happens with red, green, colorblind. Sorry, I misspoke. The, the color is actually polymetal gray, not cyber gray. It's I polymetal like cyber gray metal. better. Cyber gray sounded kind of like. Polymetal. Polymetal sounds. That sounds cool. Like a bunch of metals. It's still it's just like a bunch, gray. It sounds like Ozfest is what it sounds like. Just a bunch of metal <laughs> bands together. Polymetal. Polymetal Poly 2023. <laughs> a bunch of uh, old 80s hair bands. Um, and the interior of this one had the, the red trim, so red seats, red leather seats, uh, which looked really great. Um, I just... I just really like driving the CX-5. You know, it's it's a great vehicle. If you if you want something, you know, in a compact crossover, um, you know, I think this this is a fantastic option. You know, I think I think it's one of the best looking vehicles in the segment, um, outside and inside. Uh, the I think the only real complaint that that some people will have is the absence of the touchscreen. For for me, it doesn't bother Nicole. me. But Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, the, I will take but, that criticism. I want yeah. a touch screen, but yeah, otherwise I'm with you, Sam. I love that car. Yeah. It's a nice little um, car. And um, in the, uh, you know, when you use Android Auto, it's it's a the screen is a wide screen. So if you use Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, it actually uses the full width of the screen. So in Android Auto, it shows you two panes. So if you're using Maps and you've got something playing uh, in, a, in a streaming app, um, you'll get the, the map taking up like two thirds of the screen and then the, the left third or the right third um, will be the, the media control part of it. And you can easily swap those back and forth uh, and, and go to other stuff. So it, it's very, very easy to use it. It utilizes all the, the available screen. Um, one thing about, <clears throat> about Mazdas uh, that we've talked about in the past, uh, when you do connect a phone and use the projection system, it actually disables the built-in uh, voice recognition. So in, in most vehicles, when you, when you connect your phone, um, if you press the voice button on the steering wheel and just give it a you know, quick click, uh, the, a normal click, it'll bring up the embedded voice recognition system. And then if you press and hold for a second or two, then it'll bring up either Google Assistant or, or Siri, whichever, type, whichever phone you're using. Um, in the case of Mazda's, once you connect your phone, it disables the, the built-in system. So you, if you know, if you're using you know Google Maps or Apple Maps for navigation, but you want to um, use, you you can still use you know like Sirius XM or um, or a terrestrial radio station, but you won't be able to tune those with voice because the the phone assistants don't know they don't have the interface to control those. So, oh. so if you want to change to a different station in, in Sirius XM mm-hmm. or on the radio, um, you actually have to do that manually with the controller on the um, the center console. Um, but you know, for me personally, that doesn't matter because I don't use any of those, so no big deal. Um, other thing um, compared to the uh, the Rav Four, which you know, I complained about that one, it was only getting about twenty six twenty six and a half miles per gallon. Uh, which was kind of 
uh, unimpressive for a vehicle that size. Um, this one, uh, I got uh, almost 30 miles per gallon, just shy of 30 miles per gallon with it. Um, much, you know, even though, you know, similar performance um, and, you know, similar size, both all-wheel drive. Um, but this one got significantly better fuel economy. Uh, so that's, that's one thing to keep in mind. Of course, Mazda doesn't offer a hybrid version of this, which you can obviously get in the RAV4. But, um, you know, if you, if you don't want a hybrid, um, then I think this is, you know, this is a really great option. Uh, this one was also significantly cheaper than that RAV4. Uh, that the RAV4 was, uh, a little over $39,000. Uh, this one, the Mazda came to a uh, grand total of $32,225. Uh, you want to guess on the uh, delivery charge? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, 1100 Nicole? Uh, you, can go one, you can go $1 or $3,101. <laughs> I'm going to go $3,100. No, $1 over Robbie. Oh, I said it wrong. No. So he said, he said $1,100, so $1,101? Yeah. Nicole wins. It was twelve seventy five. Oh yes, I felt like I had. What was it? It was twelve seventy five. Twelve seventy five. So I helped you win. So in really, in it, reality, I won. Shut up, Robin. You did not win. <laughs> no, she won fair and square. Fair she, and she square. She finally got the right strategy as a team with the other guy who's on the other team. I was going to go with one doll. I'm like, no, I'm going to go the other way. It's no, going to no, be no. more. It's no, going to no. be more. It's going to be more. Yeah. So, winner, um, Nicole. Uh, yeah. I, something I hadn't I'm excited. noticed. I'm something out. I, done. Something I hadn't noticed or, or uh, looked for on Neroni's previously until you mentioned it with the EQB, uh, yeah. Nicole, is uh, credits on here. This one does have uh, minus $600 credit uh, for uh, the Bose audio system, the 10-speaker Bose audio system, which it didn't have, oh. and also for the power rear liftgate. Um, you know, and I... I was I was a little surprised that you know because the the key fob actually has the button for the power li- rear lift gate. Oh, and it wouldn't it, open. It was it wasn't oh, opening. What's wrong that's, with this thing? And, that's uh, a bummer though because that's a trick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, you out, man. So the the standard power rear lift gate was not there. It just had a manual lift gate, um, and uh, and then it just had the standard audio system, not the ten speaker Bose, which is supposed to be on the carbon edition. Uh, so they knocked 600 bucks off. So again, these are things that they're doing because of the chip shortage and they're, you know, they're, they're putting in whatever they can and, you know, trying they're having to make decisions about what features to leave off if they can't get the right chips. So 32225 uh, all in for the, the 2023 Mazda CX-5 carbon edition all wheel drive. Which is great, except it's the wrong color. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of co- different colors, um, this week um, there uh, was a new Alfa Romeo that popped up. Uh, it's uh, the Alfa Romeo Giulia short wheelbase Zagato. Zagato, uh, Zagato being a uh, an Italian design firm uh, like Pininfarina and Bertoni and others, and and they've got a long history working with Alfa Romeo doing special editions, doing limited editions. Um, and, uh, they are building 150 examples, uh, of the, uh, uh, Julia, this Julia coupe, uh, Julia short wheelbase, uh, Zagato coupe, uh, with the, uh, GTA M V six. Um, so 
basically taking the Julia chassis, which is outstanding, um, reducing the wheelbase a little bit, putting a fabulous looking uh, coupe platform body on it um, in this lovely shade of green. It's gorgeous. And uh, 535 horsepower uh, V or 533 horsepower twin turbo V6 with a six speed manual, which you cannot get in any other Julia. Uh, they don't sell them with, with manual transmissions, but you can huh. get this one with a six-speed. Um, and they're only building 150 of them. What do you think? I think it's well, gorgeous. It is I so ha- pretty. I wish I had 150 of something money. Oh, my gosh. Look at the <laughs> grill. The way the, the Aston, uh, not Aston, sorry, the Alpha logo is on the grill. The yeah. way they put it. That looks really cool. People, this is a beautiful car. It looks fantastic, and they should make more than 150 of them. Uh, yeah, they should make Because then, then people would be like, yeah, because then we could drive it. We could totally afford <laughs> Yeah, then we could totally Other people drive would it. buy this. Okay, look at the detail on the side view mirror. Do you see the little Italian flag that's, like, underneath the mirror? It's, like, yeah, on the side view mirror. It's like, it's, like, it's flat, but the little pieces, it's got the Italian flag, the colors of the flag, just, like, sitting there underneath the mirror. Yeah, so the arm coming off the door that holds the mirror is green, uh, matching the body color. And then you just got this little strip of the, the Italian tricolore, the, the green, white, and red. Yeah. Um, it, that, uh, it's, it's a nice, nice little detail touch. And it looks like a carbon fiber cap on top does. of that. Oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. I want this. Look yeah. at all the green details inside. Did you look at the interior of this thing? Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And the Great. seats and the googly moogly. This is gorgeous. Yeah, googly moogly. <laughs> what, what is that from? What's googly? Oh. How, how, how do you spell that? <laughs> how are Great you googly moogly. It's from. Great it's a rapper. Googly Is it? I don't know. I just say that. I've said that. Uh, I've long uh, used it's that as drive a phrase me. <laughs> for something that I just think is just amazing. That are amaze balls. That's my other go-to. <laughs> uh, sadly. Probably none of us, except maybe Robbie. Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe maybe you and uh, Eileen can get one of these for the Mille Miglia next year. <laughs> it wouldn't qualify because it's not. Um, oh, do an, you have to use a vintage car for the for the, for the, for the actual Mille? You have to use a pre nineteen fifty seven car unless you're doing the the green. They have a Mille Miglia green, ah, which okay. lets you enter EVs only, and then okay. of course you can enter new vehicles because EVs weren't you know a thing back in 1957 (laughs) uh oh well i'm sure you'll find something interesting to drive yeah we'll find some all right uh speaking of uh modern vintage cars um ac cars uh believe it or not is still around um and at least in some form uh ac was the uh the british company that built the original ac ace uh in the 1950s and early 60s which became uh, which uh, some guy named Carroll uh, used as the basis. Um, he, he took the ace, took out the the English <laughs> six cylinder engine, uh, put in put Carroll. in a big Ford V eight, um, and uh, renamed it the Cobra, uh, and it became a legend. <laughs> and um, AC, um, it's it's had its challenges over the years, uh, but uh, it's still still kicking around. And this week they announced the AC Cobra GT Roadster. Um, which has a 654 horsepower Ford Coyote V8, the five liter V8, um, and it's uh, what 11 inches longer. Um, they, it still looks like a Cobra, 
but they've stretched it. Or sorry, it's 14 inches longer. The wheelbase is 11 inches longer. Uh, well, that'd and be nice. Just over 3,000 pounds. A little bit more stability for 654 horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> just a little extra. Um, and uh, these, uh, no word on U.S. availability yet. Um, and uh, the, going to build 12 the, of these. Yeah, the, the images they've dropped, you know, these teaser images, you know, it's sitting in shadow. Um, yeah, there probably won't be very many of them, and they'll probably be ridiculously expensive. Yeah. But if you ha- if you could afford it, would you want one? If I could afford it. If I could afford it, nah, probably not. There's like the, a, there's a bunch of other cars first. I'd probably take it. Yeah. Do that alpha that we just saw the alpha the Zagato, the green mm. one, the great googly moogly car. I'd take that first. Great <laughs> googly moogly. Yeah. I mean, so, if I just had money like laying around, you're like Nicole, you want one here? You got tons of money. You're Midas, sure. Yeah. Throw that sucker in the garage. But I don't know that I would. I would seek this one out. Would you? Maybe. I don't know. I have to sit in it. It's a it's a roadster, so who knows? <laughs> who knows if I'm gonna fit? Can Robbie get in it? Yeah, but still yeah, step one. Can they, Robbie actually Yeah, they get have into longer the probably for the for the for the engine and for other things. They're full of British engineering and, and electronics, which those are just gonna fail. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I suspect that aside from the the engine management system, um, AC is probably going to keep that stuff to a bare minimum on this thing. Okay, well in that case, if there's not going to be a lot of stuff that they can mess up, then I'm down. <laughs> okay. Um, other uh, one other brand new vehicle was uh, revealed this week: <clears throat> the uh, 2024 Hyundai Kona. Um, the Kona. Yeah, and Kona. guess what? It's bigger, bigger six than six inches. Yeah, six inches longer. It's it's just like the AC thing, majig. It's longer. The yeah. <laughs> Cobra GT. Well, it's the now, same thing. Now, now the Kona is basically, I think, pretty close to where the previous generation Tucson was, because the new Tucson also it's got also significantly got, everything's bigger. Everything's getting bigger. <laughs> Everything so, gets bigger. So the 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 Kona now is now the two where the Tucson was a year ago it's, or two years ago. So the Venture next year will be the size of the Kona. The venue, venue. Sorry, yeah, the venue, yeah. not the I'm venture. Like, venture. Wait, what? Did the I venture, miss? the venue. <laughs> I'm still half asleep. <laughs> um, what do you think of the styling of this new Kona? I'm very angry because I have a Kona and You're it doesn't angry. look like this. So, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a, another probably ten months, eight months before this thing is available to to for, for regulars to buy. But still, come on. Just, I like no, how just, it looks. I think it looks. Yeah, I good. like how it looks. It looks better than my Conan. So sorry, sorry. I'm just. I'm going to send an angry letter to Hyundai. Like, how dare <laughs> hey, you? After I have one already. How dare you? How dare you save a better design for not mine? Six inches. Does that mean there's more room in the back? They don't give us a lot of information. Well, that yeah. I mean that that is the really the one downside of the current Kona is the back seat is pretty tight. I can fit my dogs in there. Yeah. A big a German Shepherd and then a tiny German Shepherd. But if I had six inches more, I could probably get a third dog. <laughs> I don't know. You could get a whole other dog in there. I love that you're yeah. measuring in dogs. That's a third everything, dog. Everything, everything in our family and, and my family went from uh, my wife wanting something fast, fun, and with a manual transmission to will the dogs fit in it. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's the big 
switch over in the family. So we had the BRZ for the fast fun thing, but now we have the, the Kona. So she, you know, it's cheaper to drive around. It's an EV. We feel better about, you know, not destroying the planet as much. And, um, and yeah. of course it fits the, the dogs. But of course, when the, uh, when the, when the, the, uh, the ID buzz comes out, then we're, we're, we're lining up for that thing. We're like, oh, we can put the dogs in it. We can take it so many <laughs> Is that your big next one? You're all about the ID buzz? We're all about the ID buzz. It's, it's uh, a vehicle to load. Oh, we can do vehicle to load. We can use the battery when we're not driving the car. Oh, man, it's going to be so great. I, I think I talked to my, my cousin who has a, a, a Model 3, who, by the way, everyone hates. <laughs> they don't hate it. They just don't really. It's just not. They, they're not fans of, of them. They like to drive it, but no one else likes to sit in it because it's not a comfortable car for passengers. And uh, I remember my cousin being very excited about buying the uh, Model 3, and then he had it, and now it's his wife's car, and he drives an Outback, and he loves his Outback. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, ah, I, just, I just want a car. <laughs> yeah. So I, but I told him about experiment. Yeah, I told them about the ID Buzz, and they were just like, "Oh!" They got very excited about the fact that it was a van, and they could do all this stuff with it. They don't have their kids are all moved out. <laughs> so I don't know. I think when they well, visit, they like they're very excited about the fact when the kids visit and they pick up family, they can throw them all in the back of the ID Buzz and cruise around. Well, uh, apart apart from the increased size, you know, Hyundai hasn't given us a whole lot more detail about this new Kona, um, except that it's going to be available as an EV again. Um, as a hybrid and with a gas engine. And interestingly, they say that this time they designed it first as an EV. So presumably they packaged things a little better. They haven't given any details, you know, is it using the eGMP hardware or just an update of the current Kona EV hardware like the, the new Nero does? Because the Nero doesn't have the 800-volt architecture. Yeah, it's still the old um, and, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's, what's going to be in this Kona, if it's going to be 800-volt or 400-volt. Um, but, uh, from a, from a design perspective, you know, it looks like they've taken bits of the, the, um, the Tucson, the new Tucson, and also some elements of the Ionic five, cause it's got the, the pixel lights in the front and in the back, uh, you know, and, the, you know, the slim horizontal running lamp across the front and the slim horizontal tail lamp across the back. And then some other lights in the, uh, in the grill, pixel lights in the grill um for but that and that's only for the ev um so it's gonna i'm looking forward to seeing more of this thing yeah because it, it they have to i think they need to stay in that 34 dollars spot or they yeah. start edging up against the ionic 5 um so you know giving us like a year or so and not telling us what platform it's on is 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 interesting um yeah, but the fact, yeah, EV first is very. I mean, that's it's just smart because you you know we we start to build gas cars, but we but as as an automaker we know that EVs are going to start. You know, there's going to be more and more people buying EVs, and if we want to be we want to continue to be efficient, which um, the Hyundai Motor Group is with their vehicles when it comes to EVs, they're very efficient uh, mm-hmm. compared to a lot of other vehicles on the market. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta you know we gotta make sure we continue to be efficient with a larger car. That Robbie could put more dogs in. <laughs> we need at least three dogs, guys. Get on this. Three dogs. We're not getting another dog. We got two dogs. We got three cats. We're fine. We, I think we're good. But just in case. <laughs> just in case that third dog comes along. <laughs> just in case. My wife's like, oh, look at this dog. And I'm like, we're not getting another dog. And, then she shows up the dog. and then two days later, I'm like, I'm in love with this dog. He's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is what happens. Um, all right. Um, 
one last thing before we answer a couple of listener questions. Um, we're coming up to the end of 2022, and um, got a question for both of you. Oh, uh, of the cars that you've driven this year, what were your favorites? One just to drive, and what was your favorite that you would actually want to own? Oof. Oh. Um, this was not in the show notes. I was not prepared to have to answer sport this question. Uh, it's it's right there. Favorite it? cars of 2022. Oh, it does. I just saw Kona. I totally I missed that. Okay. Um, oh. uh, you, I'll let you go first since you're ready, apparently. No, I'm not. <laughs> Rob, no, I'm not. I, hey, I went first for the, the review because you were still sleeping. You go first for this one. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, one of the favorite cars is the Taycan Sport Turismo. Just... It's a wagon, it's a Taycan, it's a Porsche, it's electric, it's it's fantastic. I just I absolutely love that car. Um, this is the car I would buy if I were if I you know if I wasn't a writer. <laughs> if you weren't a writer, <laughs> if I, I had, had a real more of a budget. If I had a real job, this. If is, we had more patrons. Yeah, it's, everyone sign up, become patrons, and then I will every week I'll talk about my Taycan Spark Turismo. And I will do whatever videos. I will do TikTok dances, whatever. Yeah, if we get the <laughs> Taycan Sport Turismo. Um, uh, some other car. I really love the EV6 GT. Um, I drove that. Uh, I don't last week, week before. It doesn't matter. I drove. It's um, to me. It's like the Taycan Sport Turismo baby. It's like a baby <laughs> Taycan Sport Turismo. <laughs> it's it's Some quick. Affordable sport it's, yeah, it's quick. It doesn't handle it quite as well. Um, because it's not a Porsche and it's not you know over a hundred thousand dollars, but uh, for the money you're getting a lot of a lot of fun in a in an EV from Kia again. That's um, <clears throat> the the GR Corolla. I really love GR Corolla. The GR86, the Toyota GR86, um, it's, which is essentially because you know, I haven't driven the BRZ version. That's really it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those. They're essentially the same vehicle, except for there's a little bit of different tuning. The BRZ is supposed to be a little bit tougher to drive than the the GR86, which means I probably would want the BRZ, to be honest, because that's the kind of idiot that I am. Um, I like a challenge. And what else? And uh, the Ionic 5. I've had the Ionic 5 a couple times, and every time I'm reminded how much I love that car. And that's the one that will... If if we weren't getting the ID buzz, we're probably getting <laughs> Ionic Five. One of those is probably going to be the vehicle we can we'll actually get. But Taycan Sport Turismo, just hands down. You know, it's weird. I'm looking at the cars that I drove this year. I literally just pulled up my giant list of vehicles driven. And well, you have a list. I have a I well. Mean, I have a well. I have a I list. I don't even because, have. I yes, just have to do. remember. I have a list of all the. Well, I have a, actually, it's the spreadsheet. It's my billing spreadsheet, so I know who I'm billing for what as a freelancer. Like, uh, so I know what I drove because I look at you're this a list. Genius. And this is I don't have that. So See, that's your problem, this. Robbie. You actually have to bill for all that all that work you're doing. You got to bill. Then you, you can don't afford bill. that sport tourism. Right. If you actually bill, that's the next step. Don't just write it. Bill it. Um, oh. I drove a lot of really good cars for different reasons that I really liked. Like, and I'm going back. Like this one is from June. Like the Cadillac Escalade V Series. That was stupid, crazy fun. That great big beast of an SUV that just sounds ridiculous and it's just super fun to drive. Uh, that was super fun. I love that one. Um, I the the F one fifty Lightning. That's that's a great truck. Like driving around the F one fifty Lightning. Uh, I enjoyed that. And I'm with you, Robbie, on the EV six GT. I know we just drove that. Uh, like you said, a week a week and a half ago. It is, there's something just insanely cool about like, yeah, I'm going to the track in my Kia. Like, it's just, 
it just is so cool that they can do that in a car that's not like uh, everybody doesn't think like super premium sports car and you're going to go to the track. I'm just taking my Kia EV to the track. I'll see you guys later. Like, it's really neat. So that genuinely was one of my uh, favorite cars that I drove it this year. I really liked yeah. that EV6 GT, but there were a lot of good ones. Like I said, I liked the F-150 Lightning. I liked the Escalade V-Series. Um I think Ford has made a lot of important cars this year. The F-150 Lightning, the uh, the Maverick, both of those were just, mm -hmm. I think they're very important. I, I like both of those vehicles, but they're neither of them are a Porsche Taycan cross. Well, we had, and the Bronco, <laughs> the, the crazy Broncos were this year too, right? Didn't the Bronco Everglades and the Bronco Raptor, were those both? Yeah, I had yeah, the Bronco Raptor. Sure. I just felt, I'm just like, all right, fine. But it's like, Settle again, down. it's like kind of like, that's stupid. No one needs that, but it's so cool. Like that, But that's not my favorite car. That's, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, it's this ridiculous, and I could drive over, I don't know, children and, and, and houses and, and and small countries with it. Uh, but I, I was yeah. going to go, like, like, full, like, Mad Max when he gets that. So if you're getting this, if you're going to get that, it, it's a, it is a Mad Max vehicle. Is what it is. It's a Mad Max vehicle sans flamethrowers. You throw some flamethrowers, flamethrowers, some spikes I, on I it. I believe those are available in the official accessories catalog. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You throw some flamethrowers, some spikes on it, and you're, you're, you're ready for the post-apocalyptic world where essentially you're going to have to find a friend who can refine gasoline for you. But up because you're going to need a lot of it. You're going to need yes, a lot, a lot, a lot of gas. I, I remember just it being in, the, in the, my driveway next to my other cars, and it was just like, <laughs> just towering. Just, it was just ridiculous. Just like, yeah, it was like a monster truck. And then I drive that, and then I immediately get in my BRZ like to do something else, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were, they were good cars this year. They were big ones. My favorite ones were big cars, except for the Kia EV6 GT, which I just thoroughly – I even just like the regular Kia EV6. Like, I just like that. a good that. car. It's, it's no, a good it's, car. They just made it good. They took a good car and they made it bonkers. They made it gooder. I was going to say gooder. gooder. Your bonkers gooder. is going to go with gooder. They made it gooder. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, that, that might be one of my favorite cars that I drove this year. And one I could easily park in my driveway. Like, I'm not going to buy an Escalade and stick that in my driveway as fun as it is. I don't need an F-150. But, like, the Kia V6, the EV6 GT, I could, either one of those. That could be a daily driver for me in a heartbeat. There you go. You could just have a regular EV6 mode while you're cruising around. Then right, just like regular mode and then track You're in the mode. Target parking lot and you're like, drift mode. Drift mode. <laughs> Drop my groceries in the back. I'll just like flip it open, throw the groceries in, slam the Yeah, target. just slide yeah. them out the back. Yeah, whoosh. Yep. We're, we're solving problems here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the problem solvers. <laughs> That's right. us, the problem solvers. Well, I, 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 you know, I would definitely put the, the Lucid Air Grand Touring. Oh, that's list. a good one too. Oh, that's a and, good car. And the Audi e-tron GT. I didn't get. I still yeah. haven't gotten to drive a Taycan, but you know the e-tron GT. You know is pretty close to the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, the the Ionic Five, awesome. Um, and um, let's see. Oh, the um, the Cadillac CT4 V Series Blackwing, also a lot of fun. Uh, Toyota GR86, uh, but you know of. Oh, and and the Rivian R1T, you know, I think. Oh yeah, the Rivian was really that's a good. That's a, such a great vehicle, especially for the Lucid and Rivian are killing it, and it's the worst time ever to be killing it as a new automaker. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, both of those vehicles are out. I have the I have the Lucid uh, Touring in my driveway right now. Um, and I have not gone and checked to the seat. I just realized I forgot to go check and see how the the rear uh, the thing split. So I'll do that later. I haven't. I've only drove it because I'm so busy. I've only driven it to the store. <laughs> Oh, and you were just but, another. We didn't. I didn't think about the Z. The <coughs> Nissan. Z. Oh yes, the Z. I just Absolutely popped into my Z. head the Z. That was as a sporty thing. That was. I love that car. 
So of of and of, and of course the EV6. I I haven't driven the GT, the EV6 GT, but the you know the the regular EV6. Uh, you know I drove the EV6 Wind all wheel drive to uh, to Wisconsin in May, and it was it was great. So out of all those cars, if you had to pick one to buy right now, you know oh. that that you could you know reasonably afford. Oh, that we at the I yeah, that, that would be that would be you know. Within your budget, you know, yeah. Within reason, yeah. I mean, you might have to stretch a little bit. But what What would you buy out of all the stuff you drove this year? Ionic Five. I can. We we just paid off the BRZ. We have the Hyundai. We could probably get get out of the lease on that, and we could buy the Ionic Five. Okay. It's it it does all the thing. It's fast vehicle. It's fast charging vehicle load. Lots of room. Looks cool. It's it's the whole package really, sort of for. The dogs will enjoy it. We'll enjoy it. Everyone's having a good time, and we'll feel like we're from the future. <laughs> I would drive the. I would be. Um, I'm really torn between the the Z would be my second choice, and it's a super close second choice. But I do the EV6 GT. Boom. And since I since I own a Miata, you know, I I would take a pass on the GR86 or BRZ, um, and and even the even the Z. I love the Z, um, but I would take the the, the regular EV6. Um, you know, I've driven, I drove the GV60, which is also a great car, the GV60 mm, Performance, which is one. basically the EV6 GT powertrain. With nicer but, stuff inside. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't, I don't need that much performance, you know, for a daily driver. I think the EV6, you know, all-wheel drive, you know, 300 horsepower, um, you know, that is just the right balance for a daily driver. You know, it's, it's rear-biased. But you've also you still got front wheel drive, you get three hundred horsepower, you know, and, and whatever amount of torque it, it is, you know, it's got plenty of performance, um, you know, more more performance than I need, you know, on a regular basis, and I think, and I, you know, as we've talked about before, you know, my personal preference, I love the, the I think the Ionic Five is a great looking car, but my personal preference leans towards the the EV6 styling. Um, and and that's why they have both because you know not everybody. So we can fight, but everyone wins. We can exactly. fight about which one we like better. But at the end of the I day, I do, and I love the I like the <laughs> the pixels. I do love the pixelation, the pixel design that they have on the Onyx Five everywhere. The little mm-hmm. pic- I love how that looks. Now t- you can't keep saying cars that I'm now like. Oh, maybe I second guess. Maybe I should. No, no, you picked your car. That's you already like, made oh, your car. It's so house. hard. <laughs> It's a, it's there's a lot of yeah it was a good year That's for the thing. cars. It's a good year. You know what? There's some years where you would ask that question. And it's only like, like two or three cars you have to pick from because you're like it's kind of mediocre. There were a lot of really solid yeah. cars that whatever whatever category they were, whether it was a great big SUV or an off road vehicle or an EV or they nailed it for what they were supposed to be. That's why it's hard to decide. Well, is there anything that I guess what w- what would you consider the um, the least impressive car you drove this year? Oh, I, oh, gosh. Oh, it was the uh, – give me two seconds. I can tell you exactly which car it was. Where's uh, my list? You, have a, a, you don't have a list of all your cars, but you have a list of cars you hate? Is that – I have a list of crap cars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> These are the crappiest cars I drove in 2022. Oh, it was the Lexus RX. Oh. It was just so – I just – I got in it. I drove it. I and I was like, like no, it was. I just. I was like, why? Why? It, this is. It feels old. It feels like it, it. It. just doesn't match up to what everyone else has right now. The. The. The RX just. It. It. I was so underwhelmed driving that vehicle, and I was just like, why would anyone 
get this over literally all the other SUVs, <laughs> <laughs> like large, like premium SUVs in the market. It, it just felt, uh, I don't know, like, you know, Toyota on one hand has, you know, two of my favorite cars of the year. And then they, the RX is just like, <laughs> I just, yeah, with, you know, I drove it at the, the, the world car of the year driving. Yeah. I was just like, why is this on the list? It became, that's, that's where it, that's where it ended up being where I was like, I don't even understand why this car is here. Um, oh. and I, I, I know other people like it, but I've, I've talked to other people. I've, I've talked to other people who are like, yeah, I just don't feel like it's, it's just, it's not their best. It's definitely, you know, I feel like they're really phoning it in with that vehicle. And because of it, especially, you know, I guess in a vacuum, it'd be awesome. But, <laughs> but I mean, when you, especially when you've driven everything else in the, in, and you're like, Oh, huh. It's not yeah, again. It's not it, it doesn't. It doesn't break into new ground. Yeah, but it's sort of there. Um, you know, it's it, it's a big. I think I thought it was a big improvement on the previous RX, especially the infotainment and everything. Aside from the fact that it refuses to recognize me when I say, hey, "That's Lexus. right." Um, <laughs> That's but, your Mercedes. <laughs> exactly, your Mercedes. But but you know, other other than that, you know, I mean, yeah, it's it's fine. You know, it it doesn't. It, <laughs> That's the thing is that it's fine. It's just not it, – especially now, it's almost not good enough. It, it's fine, especially in the luxury world. Yeah. It's fine just doesn't doesn't cut it when you're looking at everything. I mean in a world with a Telluride, <laughs> you can't True. be – fine. In a world – it sounds like you're doing – in a world with a Telluride. In a world <laughs> with a Telluride. And, you know, everything – You know what? I My, my – uh, one of the least impressive – Vehicles for me, I, I had two, and I'm trying to decide which one to pick on. But I think this is the one that was the biggest disappointment was actually the um, the Vinfast. Oh, the, yeah. the, uh, and you had to go all the way to Vietnam. I know. Well, no, it was worth. I just it. went to LA. It was I like know, a quick have to get hour flight. It was, it was disappointing because it was so. It just fell so short of my expectations. And that it, you can't. It just, you, it just didn't. I didn't. Ex, I, I didn't expect it to be perfect. I didn't expect it to be like, oh my gosh, this is a groundbreaking new, unbelievable vehicle. But I expected it to be better than it was. Like it just. I felt like it should have been better. I felt like I still feel like it's not ready. I know they're shipping into the U.S. and I haven't seen one since they've gotten here, supposedly. But I'm still like, really? They're they're here. Okay. I just, I was, I was, un, I just felt like it wasn't quite ready. I wanted them to make that car, work on that car for six more months before they sold it to anybody. I just wanted them to work a little bit more, refine yeah. it. It just needed refinement. The bones are good. It needed refinement. The bones. The bones are good. I just didn't need it. I felt like it needed refinement. So it was a bit of a disappointment to me. For me, it was the, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Robbie. Uh, you, you can't jump into the market with this, the meh car. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Because even I mean again I was, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to Lucid and Rivian they've come into the market with really great cars and they're yes. struggling because of what's happening right now exactly. and if you jump into the market with a meh car why that's would you think it. you were going to do any better than two really really good cars on the that's, market that's just it like there's really good cars from new automakers if you want to go that way there's really 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 good options out there that are solid that are great to drive that you're like okay this exceeds what I would have expected or this totally nails what they said they were going to do. And I'm like Vinfast, you didn't do that. You didn't. You didn't deliver. And so, yeah, sorry, Vinfast. And then there's the Toyota BZ4X. Oh, that was almost on my list. <laughs> I haven't driven it yet. It's, well, it's count not, yourself it's not, lucky. It wasn't at the, at the at the it was it was supposed to be at the World Car Drive. It wasn't. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it they probably didn't have the, the new wheel studs yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
the uh, as far as I know, it hasn't shown up in the in the fleet. Um, I, there's two fleets up here. I haven't reached out to the fleet uh, folks over at the other place about it yet, just because it's the holidays. I'm not going to bother them. Try to be a nice person. Um, so, but yeah, I, I from everyone I've talked to, I'm just like, oh, just do. And, and it's funny because I feel like. This Toyota is just like, here's our car. Meanwhile, Subaru, same Fine. car. Like, you want an EV? Here, here's an EV. Fine. We gave you one. Quit your, you know what? Subaru's like, like, like rockets and and confetti. They're like, look at our EV. It's just, it's such a, such a weird thing to see the exact same car being marketed completely different by two different automakers. One of them knows exactly who their owners are. They know that those people are going to be like, oh, an EV. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to put my dog in it. Like all the things that you do with a brew and Toyota's like eh. <laughs> yeah you know i mean for something that's brand new you know from the ground up that you know it has, it, it has you know <gasps> so-so design you know it's not not great design it has so-so interior it has so-so range you know the range you know compared to you know like the hyundais and kias and, and others you know in that mid to upper forty thousand dollar price range you know, or or the 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 VW ID four, um, you know, is just kind of not that impressive, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and it charges slowly, so you know, it's like why, why would you choose this car over all the other options, you know, yep. in that size and price class? Exactly. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it, it could have been so much more. All right, let's answer a couple of questions from listeners. Uh, these came in. Um, one actually came in uh, through Discord uh, from Andy C. Uh, says, uh, comment for the show concerning the discussion of lowish range, fast charging EVs. As an Audi e-tron Sportback owner, I'm very experienced when it comes to this. The Sportback is the effective range of only about 190 to 200 miles when cruising at 70 miles an hour at efficiency mode when charged to 100%. <clears throat> I've succeeded in getting this range on a consistent basis. The e-tron also charges exceptionally well at a flat 150 kilowatts from 20 to 80%. Um, this fits my driving style of doing two hours of driving, about 140 miles, stopping at an EA station, charging up for 15 to 20 minutes while stretching and taking a coffee or toilet break. The issue is now in, in charging station anxiety, not range. I've done short trips from the Bay, the Bay Area to, to Tahoe and Santa Barbara on a semi-regular basis and down to L.A. and region about four times so far. EA stations in California are getting saturated, and the reliability of these charging stations are getting worse. <clears throat> it's uh, not uncommon to come up to an EA station of, of six chargers, and three are broken, and three are taken up by EVs. I have less concern about charging stations, etc., than the reliability of these stations. I've rolled up on a station and had to wait for a spot to be available. You also can't rely on the EA app to inform you of the availability of these stations. While I understand EA's updating chargers, the current state of many of these chargers in EV-friendly California needs work. Yes. Um, That's everything accurate. Just, everything, yep. um, everything Andy just said, yes. It's, 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 you, you, we're, 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 automakers are not relying on another automaker who's, who put out a bunch of stations with old hardware, off-the-shelf hardware, that are now all just dying. <laughs> And they're not updating them quickly enough. I went, yeah, I went the other day to the charger near my house, and like three of them are out. And I was just like, okay, I guess I guess I'll just sit here while I wait for another charger to, to become available. Yeah, I mean, my 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 local EA station. And I'll talk about this more next week. 
Um, they just replaced five of the six chargers. They're, they left <clears throat> the one old charger with the Chatamo connector on it um, because uh, uh, there's still some Nissan Leaf drivers out there, um, and they're not putting Chatamo on the new chargers. But um, the 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 new chargers um, work, you know, seem to be working much better so far. Uh, we'll see over the coming months. Um, they're eventually going to be replacing the entire network, but it's definitely going to take them some time uh, to do that. And, you know, everything that Andy says in here um, was absolutely true for Tesla mm, two, three, four years ago. Uh, you're, if you're following Tesla, uh, then, you know, especially as the, uh, the Model 3 started to proliferate and come out in large volumes, uh, they lines. So I remember sending yeah, so many lines, lines at supercharger <laughs> stations, <That's less>. yeah. <laughs> and then charging at seven kilowatts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and now you know, I mean, Tesla has been consistently installing more and more stations, putting more chargers at the existing stations, upgrading the chargers to version two, and and version three chargers. Um, so um, you know, it's it's up to EA and ChargePoint and EVGo and uh, other providers to to try to keep up. I mean, this this is their job now. You know, we're starting to get more and more EVs on the road. You know, I've been seeing a l more and more EVs around here, around, around where I am here in Southeast Michigan, and not just EVs from the local manufacturers. You know, from Ford or from GM. Uh, I, actually, so, while I was charging the Ionic Five uh, the other day, um, a, a Hummer, a prototype Hummer EV or uh, Hummer SUV pulled in next to me. Um, and <clears throat> so, you know, but I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of EV sixes, a lot of Ionic fives, um, a lot more Teslas, um, you know, every, a lot of ID fours, uh, a lot of VW ID fours. Those seem to be selling really well around here. So there's more and more EVs showing up all the time. And the, the charge network providers really need to step up their game and start making the, the bigger investments and um, I'm, I'm going to try and see if we can get uh, somebody on from Electrify America to, to join us uh, probably after the holidays uh, and, uh, and talk more about what they're doing and yeah. see, you know, see what their plans are. I feel like they scaled super quickly because they had to. And then they're like, oh, no. <laughs> they're like, we got to go real quickly. And then everything happened a little bit quicker. Like EV the adoption happened quicker than they anticipated. And so all their little machines are dying. They're like, oh, God. I, you know, they're, they're, they're not sitting around doing nothing. But it's also <laughs> just like, oh, crap. <laughs> Y'all really like those EVs, don't you? Okay, let's do What do we do? What do we do? Make all a new right, one. Now, what do we I do guess now? we got Guess we gotta really do this now. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta go all in. We gotta go. You guys on. really like it, crud. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the other one, other question uh, was from Sid Polk, um, and uh, says, "Don't expect you to be able to help. Uh, just expressing frustration. We bought a 2021 Chrysler Pacifica plug-in hybrid last April. On the whole, it is nice. However, we are having a problem now. There's some kind of heater for the hybrid engine, which not only has a recall out, but it also failed on my van." Took it to the dealer, and they don't have the part. Latest estimate is two to three weeks from now. Oh. However, this, there is, this is some kind of bolt uh, that holds this thing in it that was cracked and failing. Normally, we would take it home and drive it as a heavy gas-only car. But without this bolt, the van won't even run, apparently. So we are down a van for two to three weeks. The dealer has no loaner cars available. I called uh. Stellantis, and they don't have a policy providing loaners or rentals. Yeah, usually that's, that's something 
that's done at the dealer level. If the yeah. dealer has something available, and right now most dealers don't have anything available. Yeah, anything comes in, they're selling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we have a history with this dealership. When they sold us the van, we told uh, we told the salesperson that we towed a trailer to my wife's mother's house in Kentucky, about a thousand miles away, one to two times a year. They sold us the PHEV. Uh, they had no gas engines in stock. When I got it home and read the manual, it said that we weren't supposed to tow a trailer with this thing at all. Called the dealer. They claimed that the salesman no longer worked there. They were willing to do a trade-in for a gas-only van, but there were none available nationwide because of supply chain issues. Complained about the van itself. The entertainment center supposedly supports wireless car play and supports two phones. Quite often, it won't connect to either my wife's or my phone, either with a cable or, or over Bluetooth, and I have to reboot the radio to get it to work. Sometimes I have to reboot my phone as well. The engine blew up on my 2014 Honda. Oh, my Odyssey gosh. That this Whoa. van replaced. At least this hasn't happened yet. Sid, so. I am sorry. I don't know what wow. happened. I don't know what your, what, your, what, your, uh, what your ancestors did to anger the car gods. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to have a, a, a Honda engine blow that right there. That's, that's, that's insane. Um, yeah. I will say CarPlay, uh, my phone is just a mess right now. And uh, over the holidays, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reinstall it. And it's just uh, every once in a while, you just have to reinstall your phone. So I've been having issues with the CarPlay for months, months. So it might be the phone um, uh, going backwards. Man, that, I feel like that, that dealership, the guy doesn't, oh, it doesn't work here anymore. What do you mean doesn't, he disappeared. If black, every time you show up, they're hiding that guy. That's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah. Like, quick, run, quick. hide in the back room. Go, go, Phil, go. Phil, quick in the back room. Quick. Sit here. Somebody put Phil in the closet. Oh, okay. two to three weeks without your car. It's, everything about this is just. Uh, that's and, and buying it specifically to tow. And, not, then, not, and then they give you the hybrid that's not supposed to tow. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and this is this is the problem that everybody has with dealers. You know, it's like they. Especially right now, because there's so little inventory still, you know they they sold you they sold you what they had. You know, it's like get yeah. it, you know get the get the sale. Um, you know, and, deal with it later. Yeah, and you know then later when you realize that you're not supposed to tow with it, it's like oh sorry, oh, we'd sell you a gas one, but we don't have any. So womp womp, which yeah. doesn't help it at all. No, sorry, um, this is horrible. And then the bolt cracked, and they can't replace the bolt. That's crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That what is like the deal a comedy of errors. It sounds like it's right out of like a, uh, like a movie. <laughs> that many things, man. That stinks. I'm you sorry. might have to sacrifice a goat, a piece of <laughs> sort of volcano god, because this is just a, this is just a man. But yeah, I mean, to, and then the, the hottest. I guess what I would say to to everyone out there, not just to Sid, um, and is you know if you do have certain specific requirements like the ability to tow, um, you know, make sure you know before you go in and put your money down and and sign for anything, do a little background research. You know, if you have to, um, you know, call the manufacturer, um, you know, or do do some research. You know, you can usually find. Um, the owner's manuals for pretty much any you know, modern vehicle online, and you can download it as a PDF file, um, and take a look, you know, for for those specific features or you know functions that you need, and you know make sure what the capability is either 
you know, whether you can tow at all or what the, the tow, the maximum tow rating is. Cause some, you know, there are, so, there are hybrids that you can tow with, but they may have a reduced tow rating relative to the gas engine. So, you know, the gas right. version might have a 5,000 pound right. tow rating, might only be 2,500 with, uh, with the, uh, with the hybrid, uh, things like that. Um, and, you know, check on that, you know, see, you know, figure out, you know, okay, I have a 4,000 pound boat or, you know, trailer that I need to tow. Um, you know, and so that 2,500 pound tow rating isn't going to work anyway. So, um, it, it's, it's because, you know, stocks are still so limited and just in general, you know, it's really important to make sure you do some research beforehand, um, and make sure that the vehicle that you're interested in can do what you, what it is you want it to do. Um, but yeah, really sorry to hear Here's this story said uh, uh, that sucks. That sucks. That's Sorry. really uh, that's rough. Yeah. That's a great way to end the episode too. <laughs> yeah. Happy New so Year! Happy holidays, everyone. everybody! Happy holidays. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I, I I looked up great googly moogly while we were. Um, oh yes, do you have any well, answers where they came from? Is there an official spelling for it? Yeah, um, it is uh, G O O G L Y hyphen M O O G L Y, uh, and this oh, okay. and, and what I found out is that's why I wrote it down on my notebook here. In April, uh, in April of 2020, Stephen King uh, decided to study the entomology of Great Googly Moogly. <laughs> oh, thanks, Stephen uh, fra- King. <clears throat> a phrase that's giving autocorrect spasms, according to uh, the the tweet he sent about it. It appears to have first been uttered by Willie Dixon in a blues and a blues song. That sounds about right. Going okay. down slow. And but is also found in a Snickers commercial. I really think there's there's a some rap song, hip hop song, has great googly moogly. Yeah, and I I cannot. I'm yeah. I know the Snickers commercial. It's the one where the guy the guy paints the he paints the lines on the football field wrong. He does something wrong. You know, you put the chalk Uh, line. He does something wrong. Like the team's name is spelled wrong in the end zone or something. There's a great googly moogly. Yeah. I know that one, but I, it wasn't him. Where I, I don't know where I got it. I don't know what prompted me to adopt that expression. But it also is in a there's a, there's a three six mafia with a good googly moogly video. Maybe, it's, it's, but there's also great googly moogly. Great googly, I, it's great it's going to drive moogly. me crazy. Uh, I, and 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 until I find out which which song it is in, um, yeah. It's from the An 90s, exclamation of joy or awe or fright made by, quote, the ferocious beast on the obnoxiously odd children's show Maggie and the Ferocious Beast. I did not get it from there, people. I have never even seen <laughs> that show. <laughs> it must be 3-6 Mafia. You know what it is? It's got to be 3-6 Mafia is where I heard it from. Because it's from 19... The song's from 1999. Okay, yeah, it's probably 3-6 Mafia. All right, there we go. <laughs> All okay. right. So there's our title, Great Googly Moogly. Great Googly, Great Googly Moogly, Googly Moogly. See you next was, time. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, 
an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.